As leaders, it's so easy for us to get caught up in tasks, strategies, and our to-dos. But all of those things have no value if we don't know how to take care of the people we oversee. If strategies and tasks cause us to neglect our people, then no matter the results we're getting, they're worthless. So how do we lead at a high level, get incredible results, while still taking care of our people? Well, welcome to the Good Leader Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to a very special kickoff episode, season two of the Good Leader Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. We are so excited about season two, and this is going to be a brand new day at the Good Leader Podcast. We realize with feedback from the audience that we mention a lot about paradigm shift a lot throughout the episode and why in the world as a team building organization are we not involving our team a little bit more? I've talked about the media minions and today we are going to have the media minions with us and they're going to be with us a lot in season two. You're also going to hear from the cast of characters of Paradigm Shift, and we promise to bring you more guests. Anj, I think I think really what people were saying was, we don't want to listen to Jared talk as much. Is that true? Because that's, <laughs> I'm not going to say that that's how the Enneagram 3 and me took it, but maybe a little Anj. And I'm not going to say that you were the main voice saying it, but uh-huh. welcome back. How was your break? Did you go on that vacation yet? <laughs> you know I didn't. So I appreciate Oh, ding, 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 ding. You know what that sound is, folks. You know what that sound is. That is time for a goal check-in. This season, we are going to check in with people on their goals. And Ange, you are notorious. The Uh notorious B-I-G goal setter. (laughs) I kind of like that. Jess, do you like that? Wow. You think we should go with that notorious B-I-G goal setter? I think we should do something with that. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. Do you know who? Not no doubt. Do you know who notorious B-I-G is? Yes, I may be a victim of Gen Z, but I do know music very well. I know you do. I know you do. And I know you're a connoisseur of the oldies. So, uh, all right. Notorious B.I.G. Goal Setter. That's Jess. That beautiful voice that you hear is the one and only Jess. Definitely trick, not treat. Welcome to the show, Jess. Why don't you tell everyone top three things we should know about Jess if they're going to listen to you throughout this season two? Absolutely. So I guess I'll give you one of my best and biggest fun facts that Jared loves so well, that I've been the same height since the eighth grade. That is a great fun fact. Indeed, you're, you're pretty tall. You're a pretty tall young lady. Are you, fi- are you like 5'10"? What's your actual yeah. height? Well, okay. Let's get technical. I'm 5'9 and a half. Let's get technical, technical. I want to get technical. Guys, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, Minions, I'm feeling really big on the musical drops in season two. Josh, Josh, we still can't get Josh on screen, but Josh, get us more (laughs) drops. I like it. Uh, Elaine, did you like that drop? Did you like that? Let's get technical right there. I'm sure you didn't understand the reference, but did you like it? Did it sound good? I 100% understood the reference. Come on. No way. Okay. What song was I pair? What song was that a parody of? It's the let's get physical. Oh, nailed it. Bonus point so far. Elaine won. Elaine won. Other minion zero by the one and only Olivia Newton-John, star of the movie Grease. Nate, our third and final minion of the day. Have you seen the movie Grease? Nope. (laughs) Dynamite drop it. (laughs) Dynamite drop it, Nate. I appreciate the elaboration. (laughs) Uh, Hey, you ask a direct question, get a direct answer. I love it, Nate. (laughs) 
Grease was a movie from the, uh, I guess, late 70s, maybe early 80s. I'm not sure when Grease came out. Man, I didn't realize how dirty Grease was. Anybody else experience like you watch Grease as a kid and then you recognize Jiminy Christmas? This movie's filthy. Elaine, what's your Grease experience? I was in Grease the Musical. Uh, I was Frenchie. All right. Hey, there you go. That's a fun fact from Elaine McDoodle. Thank you very much, McDoodle. Okay, Nate. So I've heard that, that... Technically speaking, she's five, nine and a half and has been since she was 13 years old. Jess, Elaine was Frenchie in a musical version of Grease. Hey, fun fact for me, I actually won a dance contest during Grease. Uh, I'm not going to say that uh, the nerds from the Gifted and Talented program went to watch Grease and they had a dance contest and me and Brandy won. She was a senior. I was a sophomore, not to brag, (laughs) but facts are facts. Am I right? Facts are facts. She was a senior. I was a sophomore. They were having, to, they, people were dancing on stage. You know what? Leadership lesson. Take action. Here's the lesson of the day. Take action. Because here's what happened. We go to this play. It's a, it's at uh, Northeastern State University, actually. And we're watching Greece. We're there to watch Greece. But all these people were dancing like kids. Us. We're, they were dancing on stage. And Brandy and I look at each other and I was like, you want to go dance? That's right. I said it. I took the initiative. You know? That's <laughs> right. Hey, fortune favors the bold as my friend uh-huh. Kyle Price likes to say, fortune favors the bold. So I said, Brandy, you want to go dance? She said, yes. So we go up and we dance. Lo and behold, it was a dance contest. We didn't know it. So as we're dancing, having fun, there's an MC starts walking around, like holding his hand over couples and like the applause of the audience. We got in the finals. We won the finals. Won a Grease t-shirt. Nate, have you ever won a dance contest? Or Ange, what do you got? I was just going to say, I have a hard time believing Jared Murr didn't know there was a competition going on. Like you I tell t- the story <laughs> this way, but I have such a feeling... Jared Murr, even sophomore, however old you were, was in his instincts like this is a competition. And I everything's know a competition. Win. Everything's yeah, a competition. So, even if there's so no prize. Y- you knew there wasn't a competition, but I'm pretty sure you knew it was a competition. So I just feel like the listeners gotta know. I'm gonna feel I I gotta say, I feel like I won once the senior was going up on stage with me. That's what I'm saying. I was looking around at all those other nerdy that sophomores. Was, that was your competition, wasn't it? Like, yeah. Hey oh, that's right. All right, Nate. Uh, you don't strike me as the uh, dance competition kind of guy, although I could be wrong. I don't want to make assumptions. Tell us a fun fact. Tell the listeners at home a fun fact about yourself, Nate. Um, a fun fact about myself is one: I don't dance. I'm not a dancer. <laughs> completely honest with y'all. But I love, I love playing basketball. That's like one of my favorite things to do. It's one of my favorite hobbies to do. That beautiful deep voice that you're hearing is Nate, not quite a basketball star. He will be with us. Uh, he will be with us also. These are you've heard me refer to the media minions many times on this podcast. Well, here they are in the flesh, in the voice. They're here with us. And on today, we're going to talk about three qualities. This is the first of three qualities that we want to discuss. But don't don't worry, Ange. I know you think I forgot, but this whole thing started with notorious B.I.G. goal check in. So, have you gone on the vacation yet? We're checking in. We're keeping you accountable. Uh, okay, I didn't, but I have to say, I have other goals that I'm achieving. Well, but let's hear it. Brag a little vacation, bit. I'll be your brag have, buddy. I still have, like, I don't know how many months, because I can't do math, but a lot of months left. You do. We're only in March here for me you to do. be hitting ha- that goal. Have you booked it? Have you booked it yet? <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm asking. Have you booked it yet? Almost. Last time we checked in, last time we checked in, you were taking care of babysitting. You were talking to your mom, talking to your in-laws, figuring out babysitting. We get all that figured out. Do we get it on the calendar? You know what? I did. And then one of my very close family members, and I can't go into detail about this because it's a surprise, but one of my very very close family members decides to go off and get married. 
the same week. I said, this is why I don't plan. This is why I don't plan these things because here <sighs> you are deciding to go like as if, you know, you have a life-changing decision to make here and you go and get married. The same week I booked my mom. The gall. You know? The gall. The audacity. The- selfish. <laughs> the audacity. What a selfish why, bee. That's what I said. Why wouldn't you just schedule it around my vacation? However, I am almost done with the master's that I told you I was going to do 85 times. So well, that is, okay. by That's May, I'm big. wrapping it up. That's pretty big. That's pretty big. I'm actually thinking about starting my master's. We'll save it for another episode. That's just another a tease. episode. Another episode. Another day. Oh, that's but today, a, that's a good one. It is. It, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. I'm actually I, I'm getting pretty serious. I haven't really shared the details here with anybody, but it's almost there. It's not a goal yet. I haven't, but I'm I'm kind of starting to starting to throw it out there. Three qualities of a leader that every single generation asks for. A few months ago, we interviewed cross generational. Leaders. We interviewed people who were in the Gen Z category, people who are in the millennial category, the most millennial of millennials, Ma, if you remember, Lindsay, <laughs> proud member of the team, most millennial millennial there is. Then we had a Gen Xer and we had a boomer. And they had different ideas of what good leadership is. But we decided or discovered, I should say, that there were three things that fascinatingly came out with everyone when we said, What are you looking for in leadership in the workplace? And what is a good leader to you? These three qualities. The first one was be a learner. The second one was be a listener. And the third one was give everyone an opportunity to succeed. So to kick off season two, that's where we're going to begin. The Good Leader Podcast is really going to impact what this good leadership means, especially with learning. Next week, you'll hear about listening. And the following week, we'll talk about what does it mean to give everyone an opportunity to succeed? That one seems the most vague of all of them. But listening, I got to be honest, can I brag a little bit? I kind of want to pull up to the brag table. And Mm -hmm. because, you know, we're all friends here. I said something in a workshop a few weeks ago. I was hired to do a two-day retreat with the Peoria Indian Tribe of Oklahoma. It was a phenomenal retreat. 60 leaders from all across their organization. We're talking, they own and operate enterprises, casinos. Those leaders were there. Tribal leaders were there. Government leaders were there. Every single leader. And I shared this information with cross-generational leadership. And in listening... I shared this quote, this one line. Now, I want you guys to tell me, okay? Now, you can tell me if you like it, but I, I loved it. They loved it because we hear the term, be a good listener. And it's one of those things that's been said so much, I think that we gloss over it. I think that we go, well, yes, be a good listener. And then even if you unpack it, well, what does that actually mean? Because even if you read an article, uh, you read things like active listening. Okay, great. That sounds good. But what does that actually mean to be an active listener? So here is my one line that that'll be the premise for next week's episode. Listen with the intent to believe. That's where it starts. Listen with the intent to believe. We often listen with the intent to respond or we listen with the intent to persuade or we listen with the intent to dismiss. Like, okay, no matter what you say, I'm sitting here listening, but no matter what you say, I'm gonna dismiss it. No matter what you say, I'm gonna try to change your mind. No matter what you say, I'm just thinking about what I wanna say. I'm gonna change your mind. But instead, just pause everything and listen with the intent to believe. Going into the conversation, I think it changes. I'll share a story that I had with a 16-year-old that actually brought me to a new place of enlightening with this. That's next week, today. We're talking about be a learner. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back from the break, we're going to talk about what does it mean to be a learner and how can I do that in this incredible season where so much information is available to me right after the break. Welcome back. 
first topic, BA Learner. Now, I've asked one of my favorite questions from the team. I want to hear a leadership quote based on learning to set up the stage because leadership and learning are indispensable to each other. That was said by the late, great John F. Kennedy. Uh, Interestingly enough, that was from his very last speech that was never spoken into existence, the one that he was going to deliver in Dallas when he was assassinated. Leadership and learning are indispensable to each other. Did you guys do your homework? Do you have? Okay, I'm seeing some good head nods. Let's go. Elaine, you look very excited. Let me see. What quote did you come up with? All right. All right. Uh, My quote is, the excitement of learning separates youth from old age. Roslyn Yellow. Ooh, the excitement of learning separates youth from old age. I like that. That's pretty good. I don't know if it's going to win the contest. Jess, what do you come up with? I found Develop a Passion for Learning. If you do, you will never cease to grow by Anthony J. D'Angelo. Ooh, I like that. So, so far we're two for two on quotes about like learning being a parallelism to to getting older or continuing to be youthful. All right, I'm liking this. Uh, Nate, be a star and tell me what you got. Hey, I got a little curveball. From the Albert Einstein himself, imagination is more important than knowledge. Knowledge is limited. Imagination encircles the world. Wow. I thought the ozone encircled the world. Albert, come on, Al. Thought you were a scientist. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. What is the first one? Imagination is more important than knowledge. Is that what you said? Come on, yep. Al. All right, nice. Ansh. He does. I do like that. Ansh, what do you got? All right. I don't know where it's from because I just found it in my phone. I'm notorious for just dropping quotes in my phone. Forget to reference them. It's on me. Okay, that's all right. But it I happens. like this one. The best students become the best teachers as learning is application. Okay. The best students become the best teachers as learning is application. All right. Hey, these are great, great, great quotes. I hope that it sets the stage because learning is important. Every single person that we interviewed, regardless of their age, said that be a learner. And I think the quotes that you all said, especially those about being open-minded, closed-minded, I'm thinking of Elaine's particularly, the excitement of learning separates youth from old age. I think of being open-minded. That connotates an open-mindedness. So when you think of learning, it's not just this classroom education. It's are you willing to learn from others? And that's how we're going to close out this Mm -hmm. day. But um, I got to tell you, in the quote contest, we're going to have quote contests from time to time. Coming in second place was Elaine. Congratulations. Uh, I took the crown this time. Leadership and learning are indispensable to each other. I got to be honest. I don't think anybody topped that. But Elaine, you came in Jared. second. It's a well-run race. Jared always loves winning. I, forget. I don't always, I don't necessarily love winning. I just do the best that I can. I happen to win when I do my best often. So learning, learning, learning. Whenever we say be a learner, the first thing that we think of, at least the first thing I think of is reading books. I think, all right, books. So I want to hear, give me a book that you've read or that you've recommended. And you might not be an avid reader. You might say, I- I'm not much of a reader out there. Our minions might not be readers. I don't know. I know Anja's a leader. Anja, give me a book that I should check out. Oh man, this is a tough one for me because there's one I want to say, but you're going to make fun of me for saying it. I'm not going to make fun of anything. Me, but so me, I'm come you, on. I, I'm going to give you a curveball because I really like it. I'm into it right now and I'm reading it currently. Okay. It's called, I'm curious actually if you've heard this before. It's called Traction by Gino Wickman. I believe great his book. name is. He's just great the book. US. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Great book. Is I'm, it the one with the yellow cover or the blue cover? No, I think this is, this is like the dark blue cover. The okay. rocket fuel is like the orange one, and then his middle yep. one is that yellow one. Yep. Rocket yep, yep. fuel is good too, but I just wanted to like this is like the very basics. It's like as if Paradigm Shift had a manual for what we do and how we operate. This is like their manual for EOS. I okay. really like it. 
so far. I think it's awesome. It's got some yeah, great Yeah, I think I've read it. it. Are, is it this, that one right there? I'm showing, uh, for those just listening at home, I'm showing a picture to Anj. And, no. uh, okay, oh. no, actually it's different. Or unless he changed the cover. Unless he changed the cover. He could have. Oh, who's, the, okay, who's the author? Gino Wickman. Oh, no, then I have not read that. I need to check it out. Okay, I've read yeah, this, this other one... book called Traction by, uh, hey, another book called Traction, it's how any startup can achieve explosive cons- customer growth. It's yep. by Weinberg and Mares. I've read that one. That's a great book. I would recommend that, especially if you're an entrepreneur, business owner. It's a good book. I read it several years ago when we yeah. were starting Paradigm Shift. But I have not read uh, Traction by Wickman. All right, I'll put it on the list. It's really good. The difference, I would say, in the two is um, the the one by Wickman. It is very like manual based. Like I initially bought the audiobook, and the audiobook's been good, but he has so many like diagrams and like working sheet kind of things that you recommend that he recommends. That getting the book was also. I ended up just having to buy the book too because there's a lot of back and forth that you can do with that. So yeah, traction. Fantastic. I got a couple off the top of my head. I've mentioned these books before, and I can't remember how much I've talked about each one. But right now, uh, Infinite Game was the one. It was my book of 2021, and uh, it's still one that I would recommend if you haven't checked it out. I'd also recommend a book by uh, Kim Scott called Radical Candor. Uh, Radical Candor is a phenomenal uh, book about critical conversations, combining challenging directly with caring, uh, genuine care. It's really, really good. Jess, you got a book for us. Yes, I do. Actually, I've recommended this one to you before. It was the one that I brought up to you while we were at work. And I was like, hey, you should really read this. And it's called Never Split the Difference, Negotiating as If Your Life Depended on It. Um, Okay, nice. I actually had to read it for a class. And I will say it definitely helped me in my personal life just because I am not good at making decisions. Like I just never have been. And so uh, basically the book is about Christopher Voss. He's an FBI agent and he basically talks about how he use, like he uses negotiation in his actual profession, but how he can bring it to a literal sense and how an everyday regular person can use it in their life. And I found it to be very useful. I mean, he uses it in the FBI. So if you think about it, you could probably use it in your everyday life as well. So it's super good. Never split the difference. Elaine, give me your book recommendation, please. I would love to hear these. These are good. I, I'm only 50%. I've only read 50% of what we talked about. So these are good recommendations. I, I'm going to add to my list. What do you got, Elaine? My recommendation is one I'm reading right now. Well, rereading technically, because uh, I never finish it, is Love Does by Bob Goff. I got about halfway through it and didn't finish it because I suck at reading. Uh, and so I've decided I'm going to finish it. It is one of my goals. Love Does, great book. One of my all-time favorite. I'm going to paraphrase it, so I'm not quoting it. But one of my favorite phrases from it was like, the duty of a father is to look over his children and say, what will you become? Or And it's like, how can I help you be that? How can I help pave the path for you? And once again, I'm totally butchering it. It's been a, several years. It's probably been eight years since I read the book. But so, sorry, Bob. Bob, He'll famously, he's talked to so many friends of mine. Didn't Didn't return my call. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just saying, Bob. I'm just saying, if you're listening you to this, Bob, I'm serious. I called him a couple times. I texted him. Hey, Bobby, you know, I know that you're really generous. You put your phone number in your books and all that kind of stuff. But come on, you know. It doesn't seem like he's being Hit very loving, does Hit it? Hit me up. Come on. <laughs> Love does return a phone call. All right. So those are a few book recommendations that we've got. I actually challenged Elaine to find us a list of books that we should recommend. Elaine McDoodle, did you find a list? What's this list called? 
I found a list. It is called the 10 best leadership books of all time. Oh, we're talking about a list up my alley. <laughs> Holy smokes. You really hit the nail on the head. Way to know the assignment. She knew the assignment, Jess. She understood the assignment. That's what I should say. <laughs> I understood the assignment. She understood the assignment. Are we guessing? Is this like a game between Anj and I? Oh, no. Anj has seen the list. I, so are we trying yeah, to guess or are we just tell them? Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed half of them, though. I can say that. Really? Seven habits of highly effective people. No, I thought the game was, uh, does Jared even know any of the books on this list? Oh, that's how we're playing it? Okay, I like that. Okay, well, so yeah, hit me with it. How many have I read? Do we know it? That's a fun way to play it. Let's do it. What's on the list? Give it to me then. Okay, number 10 is called Execution, The Discipline of Getting Things Done. Execution. By Larry Bodsity and Ram Charan. Execution, The and... Rise and Fall of the Guillotine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. All maybe, right. maybe a little off. Uh, <laughs> Close. All right. I haven't read that Close. one. I have not read Execution. I, I'm, I'm 0 for 1. I'm telling you, Jared, it's an interesting list. I, gotta I have you. not read it, nor have I heard of it. Execution. I'm <laughs> 0 for 1. What's next? Okay. Next, we have first, break all the rules. What the world's greatest managers do differently. I know it. I've read Marcus it. Buckingham. I think it's Marcus Buckingham. Boom. Yep. I love mm, Marcus Buckingham. Nice. Good, good stuff. Uh, we did a whole episode at the end of season one that Ange and Kyle led about strengths finders. That's not exactly Marcus Buckingham, but Marcus Buckingham was with the Gallup organization. A lot of similar stuff. Really, really good. Uh, so I'm going to sign off on that one. First Break All the Rules are really good. Read. Easy, too. It's a super easy read. Like, you can read that one fast. Mm-hmm. Here's a trick to reading more books. Read short ones. All right. What's next, Elaine? <laughs> Next, uh, if you don't get this one, I'm going to be kind of disappointed in you, Jared. Start with why. How great leaders inspire everyone to take action. Simon Sinek. I don't even know how to say the guy's name. Sinek, Sinek. I don't know how to say his name. I think I am too. Either way, Simon and I, I, we go way back and he's a great author and a good friend. And uh, yeah, it's Infinite Game. I prefer Infinite Game actually, but Start With Why is really good. All right, what's next? This is good. This is a good list. So two out of three I've read. Hey, keep going. It's a pretty great list. Okay. The Leadership Challenge. How oh. to make extraordinary things happen in organizations. Everybody should read that. That's really good. It's two guys, right? Like, um, uh-huh. Yeah, it's two guys. Yep, yep. I can't remember their names. Munts or something like that? Carl Munts? Oh, no, yeah. that's the up. That's the character no. in up. Never mind. <laughs> it's uh, James Coots, maybe? Coots, and Barry yeah. Posner. There you go. All right. James and Barry. Let me go. James and Barry. All right. James and Barry. Leadership Challenge. What's next? Next Oh, you know, you have this one. The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Powerful Lessons in Personal Change. Still good. It holds up. It holds up. It's really good stuff. It does. What's your favorite habit, Anj? What's your favorite habit from Seven Habits, if you had to pick one? Oh, my gosh. Have you read The Seven I, Habits? Am I putting you on I spot? Have, like, but I'm, yeah, but I'm honestly trying to remember them. Wasn't there a, um, it was like with the time management one. I can't remember how he words it. Uh, begin, the, begin with the end in mind. Most of yeah. his time management stuff is begin with the end in mind. No, begin with the end in mind. Yeah, that's the one. That's a great habit. Like. Great yeah, habit. Begin with the end in mind. Great answer, Ange. That was my test. It's my test and you passed. Congratulations. <laughs> well done. All right, number five. Primal leadership. Unleashing the power of emotional intelligence. I own it. I read the cover. So I have heard of that one and I bought it and I never read it. <laughs> I Proud went through a stretch. I went through a stretch where I was just like a book hoarder. I know I know there are some people listening that identify with this. I don't know if anyone, but you go through and you're like, you just 
you just get books, but you feel better about yourself for owning them. It's like, Andre, you just, okay, oh, all right, I'm yeah, not alone in this. That is my guilty, like, I'm not even, <laughs> not even like guilty pleasure. It's just a bad thing I'm guilty about. <laughs> Primal Leadership is actually, it's on the bookshelf behind me. It's like right here. So if you want to read that one, you can get it. It's in the PS library, but I haven't read it. So it's interesting that it's in the top 10. All right, this is a That's, good list. I Keep going. So I'm too. loving this. Yeah, yeah I'm surprised that was list. there. Okay, what's next? Okay, okay. Next, next. Good to great. Why some companies make the leap and others don't. Absolutely. That's where we get the term BHAG. Big, hairy, audacious goals. I think it's Jim Collins, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, is who the authors yeah, of that are. It sure is. Some of that stuff, honestly, is a little bit dated at this point. I think some of the good to great stuff may not be as eternal as uh, we may have believed, but it's still got a lot of really good stuff. Anj, would you agree with that statement? Yeah, that's why I didn't like it on this list. I was like, really? I mean, it's like... It's like if you're if you are brand new to the world of leadership, not a bad read. Yeah. But I don't know that I would say best of all time, honestly. It definitely peaked about 20 years ago, but um, still, I will say the hedgehog principle holds up. Hedgehog principle is one of my favorite principles in all of leadership to get to the BHAG. Ask yourself three important questions. We'll talk about that one of these days. What's next on this list? Next on this list is wooden on leadership. Oh, John, John Wooden, Wooden, one of the greatest coaches of all time. Steve Jameson. Oh, yep. great book. Wooden on leadership's fantastic. What's next? Okay, next, The Art of War. Oh, fantastic choice. All right, I have read The Art of War. That's really good stuff. It's actually kind of a tricky read. So if you're out there reading it, recognize yeah. that it is translated. It is not... I didn't love it. It's. I didn't love it either. Here's the truth. Read the Cliff's Notes of The Art of War. That's what you should do. You don't actually have to read the mm-hmm. entire book, if I'm being honest. Google up highlights from The Art of War, and concept, you'll get yeah. you get the concepts, and you'll get most of what you need. But this is a good list, though. What's, out? What's next? I'd certainly put it on there ahead of Good Great. Okay, last one on the list. Number one from uh, a summary.com, I think is what I'm reading. Okay. Um, it's the title of the book is On Becoming a Leader. Oh, yeah. By Warren Bennis. Yep, absolutely. Now, if you just Google up Google up uh, leadership quotes by Warren Bennis, you're going to get a treasure trove. And most of them... For, so I'm 9 out of 10, actually. I feel pretty good about myself. 9 out of 10 on the list. <laughs> Yay. All right. That does make me feel better. I am an avid reader, though. I've read many, many books. I shared on this podcast before that I'm trying to read 52 books again this year. And uh, that's been my my high point was like 56. And that kind of wanes. If you're out there, though, Elaine even said it. She said, well, here's the thing. I suck at reading. If you suck at reading, don't fear because it's to be a learner, not be a reader. Now, I do think that there is power in reading, but you might say, I have dyslexia. I have actual problems reading. I get headaches. I I have a hard time doing this. Don't worry, because we're going to end this episode by doing two more categories. It's be a learner. You don't just have to read. We're going to talk about podcasts and audiobooks in just a minute, and we're even going to talk about documentaries. But it's about being a learner. It's about finding these resources, and they are out there. Now, if you are an avid reader, hopefully these are some good suggestions. Any of these would be great. That top 10 list was wonderful. Great suggestions from the staff. Let's go now to podcasts. I want everyone to give me a podcast, one podcast that you would suggest we check out. Who's got a podcast? Who's ready to go? Give it to me. Fire away. Tell me, Anj, you're an avid listener. What podcast are you listening to right now? What should I check out? Uh, This one's really hard to decide on. Again, I'm between two I want to give you, but I'm going to say At the Table with Patrick Lencioni. Ooh, you're a big Lynchioni fan. I have this hidden fear that you're going to leave us to go work for Lynchioni. <laughs> oh, man. If he asked me, I don't think oh, I would. Shut up. Patrick, you better not be calling. <laughs> Patrick, he's texting me right now as we speak. Patrick, don't be stealing Ange. I will tell you what I like about him because we know leader, leaders 
uh, there's like leaders, but really everyone has a niche. What I really like about his niche is organizational management specifically. So he's really big in organizational management, really big into like accountability, conflict, and like higher level up communication flow, which I really like of him. So if you're just looking for basics, I don't really actually know. He is really good to start with. His book Motive is good to start with, but his like podcast stuff, it's really great. I think if you're a manager looking in, um, I really like him for that. Stuff. And what's the podcast called? At the Table. At the Table with Patrick Lencioni. Yep. His book, his most famous book is uh, Five... Five Dysfunctions of Dysfunctions a Team. Dysfunctions of a Team. Five Dysfunctions the, of a Team. The it's advantage, good. I think, is a little better, to be honest. It summarizes way more of his research, but... He also, what's that one book? It's like The Perfect Worker or The Perfect Teammate or The... Yeah. Uh, is that right? I, shoot. I think it, I, I know what you're talking about. I think it is the perfect word. He he has a ton of books. He has yeah. like written 25 books or something. But like that, that one, I, the perfect worker or whatever that's called, I actually th- I actually like that the best of everything that I've read of his. Nate, you are you a podcast listener, Nate? In between in between schooling everybody on the the hoops, are you <laughs> are you listening to the podcast? What are you doing? I listen to so there's some podcasts I listen to in terms of like my job that I do, which is videography. So, um, and like a potential, like, uh, like directing for, uh, cinema, like cinematography stuff okay. and all that. So like, I'll get on some like podcasts listening to, um, the technicalities of like, of that and just learning more about like, um, in the minds of ac- actual like professionals, um, professional videographers, professional cinematographers, professional directors. Um, I kind of pick out their mind and see how they all like are, how it all correlates and what, what's the common like denominator on why they're successful. I love it. Nate, those are podcasts that I am never going to listen to and I don't care to listen to. But that's a phenomenal answer because if you're listening to this, you should be listening to podcasts to grow in your profession. Yes, leadership in general. And Anj and I tend to gravitate toward those generic leadership podcasts and some more broad um, learning objectives potentially. That's why I say. It's not just, it's be a learner. It is not just being a good leader is knowing your craft. We've said it before. If you want to increase your leadership immediately, you should increase your energy. You can increase your knowledge or you can increase your vision. Nate's talking about increasing your knowledge, knowing your craft. And here's the thing. There are podcasts in your industry. If there isn't a podcast in your specific industry or your niche, start one because I know there's a need. So if there isn't a podcast that you can find for electric linemen, start one. If there isn't a podcast that you can find for third grade teachers, third grade teachers of students with special needs, start one because I guarantee that it's out there. There's a podcast for everything. If it's not, start it. All right, Elaine and Jess. Elaine, hit me with the podcast real quick. What do you got? Uh, one that I've kind of consistently listened to is called Around the Circle uh, with Jeff Cook and TJ Wilson. Um, it's basically an Enneagram podcast, um, but they, they do really cool, fun things where they, uh, like will pick characters from movies, uh, genres and different shows and they'll like rate them on the Enneagram and stuff. Oh, that that is pretty cool. That's fun. Yeah. I was trying to start out, um, trying to figure out what Enneagram number I am. Um, and so I still don't know, but I was listening to it with that goal in mind. <laughs> tell me what you got, Jess. Give me a podcast. Okay. Well, I'm going to be completely transparent and tell you that I don't have one because I only listen to podcasts for like influencer entertainment 
social media reasons. Nothing wrong with that. So I'm not really, I'm not really learning applicable things within listening to podcasts. I'm, I'm not giving you, listening. I'm not going to give you a hard time, Jess, because you had a book recommendation. You don't have to have a recommendation for everything. It's all right. No problem. How about documentary? Thank you. Do you have, the third one was a documentary. Do you, are you a documentary watcher? This is probably the most divisive one. Some people love them. Some people hate them. I've gotten to where I love documentaries. I probably watch them more than actual dramas or comedies. I love a good documentary. Where do you fall on the documentary scale, Jess? Do you do you love them, hate them? Do you have a recommendation? What do you think? I do sometimes. I guess it really depends on the subject, especially okay. like if it's trending and like you see it on social media and people are like, you have to see oh, this. Oh, gosh. I actually watched one recently Classic. that I kind of talked about in the office and it's called The Tinder Swindler. Um, it's pretty popular right now. It's like, popular right now on Netflix. I haven't watched it. It seems very educational. Um, it it is because you should be aware of who you're talking to and <laughs> communicating with online, and that is. I like the spin. I like the leadership so spin. I like the leadership yes. spin. That's really good. You should be speaking knowing. of that. I challenge Nate to give me an off the wall documentary to illustrate a point. Tinder swindler almost you spun that pretty well, but it it almost <laughs> counts for what I was going for as we close shop on this. But Nate, what's the most like crazy thing you found uh, as terms of documentary? Give me something off the wall. So what I found, Coach Carter. Yes. Um, could we consider that a documentary because it's based on a true story? No, get out of here. Mute him. Nate's muted. All right. <laughs> As you can tell, loyal listeners of the show, I'm going to have to implement. I was hoping it would take two or three episodes, but we're going to institute the mute button. And the mute button is when my Gen Z friends, they, these minions, they come at me so hard with something that's just out of line ridiculous that we got to mute them. I got to tell you. So, Nate, your challenge was to find an off-the-wall documentary, and you came up with Coach Carter, which is not even a documentary. That's a movie. There's a there's a 100 well, percent. I, I movie. don't know what a doc. What is a documentary? What is a documentary? Oh my dad! Am I 75 years old? On I didn't realize that I had to communicate this more clearly. Well, okay. This is a really good leadership lesson. Okay, this is on communication. If you think you're clear, you're probably not. If you think you're ridiculously <laughs> clear, people may understand. If you think you're absolutely 100 crystal clear, there's no way that this could be misunderstood. You may be clear. Okay, but in in Nate's defense, though, in the oh, world gosh. of women, oh gosh, you are is... su- the minion mom coming in. <laughs> Thank you. That's very sweet of you. Okay, Nate, you got it. It is a you, little unclear. There is a there is a such thing as a documentary film. There is a doc. There is movies that are do- there, that's a documentary. Documentary film. It's like like King. Um, what? Oh my gosh, I'm totally blanking. Yeah, King, but a docu- It's it's based on a King, true story though. It's King Samuel Richard. L. Jackson. It's a it's a mo- it's a drama. It's a dramatization of a real person. You know what my favorite documentary is? Not to diatribe too much. You know what my favorite documentary is? Lord of the Rings. Oh my God. That's not based. That's not real. No, he's he's trying to make a point now, Nate. No, no. Yeah, but it's not real. All right. So here's what I mean by documentary. Okay. I don't want to quibble over the difference in a documentary and a documentary film. I think for most of us, we would say, and I could be wrong, maybe I'm the minority. You know what? Loyal listeners out there, good leader nation, tell me, Jared, you're off your rocker. Coach Carter is the number one documentary all time, followed up by Cool Runnings. I've never seen it. You've never seen Cool Runnings? Oh, it's a great documentary. I don't know. Jess, what do you think? What do you fall? Let's last. Jess, am I off my rocker here? You're not completely off your rocker. Okay. But I do understand where Nate is coming from. But when you said documentary, that's not specifically what I had in mind. You were thinking but of a documentary? Again, <laughs> yeah, I have one in my mind right now. 
Oh, okay. That's, there's just <laughs> mediating. All right. So I'm calling the documentary. And, I, and Nate, actually, you bring up a great point. If I'm going to come back off the ledge a little bit, you're still ridiculously wrong. I stand by that statement. And I think every <laughs> every person in, with you know listening out here is going, wow, we're totally team Jared on the definition of a documentary. If, if, well, if look it up. It's coach. Okay. Okay. All right. So here's my point. Coach Carter is not a documentary. That's my statement. Coach Carter is not a documentary. That's my statement. Okay. So I think most people would agree with me on that statement. Okay, I will I will say this. I didn't just randomly think of it. I did look up documentary and that's what came up. And that's Coach pop Carter up. pops up. Who's making this list? Ridiculous.com? <laughs> Nonsensicalverbage.org? I oh my gosh, Jared, he's right. Okay. So what's smart is like it. what's smarter, man or AI? <laughs> oh, wow, Nate going deep. <laughs> Hashtag deep. Nate, that is a great conversation for another day. You're right. Who is? So you, you just Googled up documentaries and that's what pops up? What'd you type in that gets you best documentaries? What'd you type? Ans, what I are you just, typing? I typed in learning documentaries and Coach Carter was one of those uh, search bars. I, okay. I typed in Coach Carter and then it was listed as documentary. Okay, I'm going to get to the bottom of this before the next episode. Let's talk about some documentaries here. <laughs> Because now I don't even know the definition of documentary. I thought it was pretty common sense. It's there, but hey, common sense is not, we focus on the wrong verbiage. Here's the thing. There are documentaries out there. There are slew of documentaries. I watched all through the pandemic and when it first hit with us. I was all in on Tiger King. I was obsessed. I watched it all and learned a lot. I do not call that in the learning category, but I will say there are all sorts of phenomenal documentaries out there. Uh, I watched The Social Dilemma a few months ago. It's been maybe a year ago now. But that one, for example, especially in our line of work, we work a lot with young people, just leadership in general. What's social media do to us? What's it do to our learning? What does it do to the way we interact with society? It was fascinating. It was revealing. Um, another one of my favorite documentaries, um, I think it's called 13th on, mm-hmm. um, on Netflix. Fantastic. Yep. It's about the 13th Amendment. That led me into another one called The Innocence Project. Fantastic about our judicial system. I've learned so much about our judicial system just from that. So there are other documentaries. Anch, do you have a documentary that old school Jared Murr would call a documentary um, that you've seen? Have you watched anything? Yeah, I do. But now I'm really hesitant if you're going to call it. I feel really good saying it because it literally is listed under the documentaries section. And you're going to laugh at me for this, but I have a good reason. It's called Cheer on Netflix. Okay. It is a documentary. Cheer actually is a documentary, I think. Yes. If it's the one I'm thinking of. It's a documentary. Yeah. Okay, good. I feel good about that then. Yeah. Why I love it is because, I mean, man, you never, I could care less about cheerleaders. Uh, Wow. Good for you. Wow. Coming in hot. I don't have have a lot of passion about cheer. But There are people too. When I watch, when I watch Coach Monica, I am literally in it with her. I'm like, that's right, Monica. Tell her, I have never, other than Ted Lasso, which I have different thoughts on this, I've never seen something so just like portray good leadership without even, without it being the purpose of it. Like, it's not like it's a leadership documentary, but I'm like, I am ready to go out and be a freaking good leader after watching Monica and her little coaching, fighting for the underdog, giving people a chance who don't deserve a chance, everything like that. I mean, man. That is, it'll just send me there. I absolutely, I absolutely love that. And I will say, as dismissive as I am of the definition of 
documentary with Coach Carter. I will not be dismissive of the leadership lessons you can learn. You can learn from cinema. You obviously, you can learn leadership lessons from Coach Carter. Absolutely. You can learn leadership lessons from Lord of the Rings, fictional books, fictional shows, Ted Lasso, also a great documentary. You can learn a lot. Um, you can learn a lot from any source. So I'm never going to be dismissive of learning. Learning and leadership are indispensable of each other. I'm just saying you should be a learner. Books are important, but it's also podcasts. It's also documentaries. It's also, you can, fictional books, fictional stuff. But I will say this, there is a definition in learning and recreation. And you've got to be careful to say, oh, I'm just, wa- I watch this all the time. Yeah, if you're zoning out and it is not contributing to you in some meaningful, mindful way, then you're probably not a learner. But as we wrap up this episode, people respond to people with open minds. You can demonstrate that you have an open mind by sharing the things that you're learning, things that you agree with, things that you don't agree with, watching things. Like when I watch The Social Dilemma and I bring it back, that's a conversation piece that I can have with people. When I talk about, you know, even if it's something like cheer, I'm watching cheer and you wouldn't believe it. I'm learning so many leadership lessons. Have you seen it? And you demonstrate those things. When other people suggest things to you, go check it out. Like even if they recommend a show or a series or a documentary that you wouldn't normally watch, give it a watch and just so that you can talk to that person about it. If you want to be a good leader, it really is about learning, keeping that open mind and you have to be consistent with it. Now I get it. We all like to veg out. We all like to check out. We all have the guilty pleasure show that we're just like, hey, I just want to watch this and forget all of it, you know? So it doesn't have to be that you have to walk around 24 seven taking a leadership lesson from everything. But anecdotally speaking, everyone that we've talked to on this team, and I dare say most of the people that I interact with through leadership workshops, they respond to this sort of conversation. If you want to increase your credibility, increase your learning. When you can reference books, when you can reference documentaries, you can reference podcasts and say, I heard this fact the other day. I heard this story the other day. That increases your knowledge and people respond to that. So if you want to be a good leader, it is not just about the traits. And we're going to talk all sorts of leadership traits. But a major component cross-generationally is always be a learner. You can do that through reading. You can do that through documentaries. You can do that through all sorts of podcasts. There's so much information there. Don't spend your time just mindlessly scrolling through Netflix. Pause, learn something, and go out there. Be a good leader. Check out Miracle, my third favorite documentary. Miracle.